It's time for a bedtime story. Today's bedtime story is JJ the Supersonic Bus by Sue Wickstead. JJ the bus is rescued from the dirty scrapyard where he was sadly gathering dust and cobwebs. Feeling nervous yet excited, he is taken to an airport where he is magically transformed into a play bus full of toys, games and adventure. Hi, my name is Sue Wickstead and I write children's storybooks based on buses, or some of them have got buses in. I'm going to read you the first of my books, which is called JJ, The Supersonic Bus. This one, this is the bus we want. It had been a while since JJ had felt wanted. He remembered how he'd been just an ordinary bus taking passengers on their many journeys. JJK 261 Route B. More recently, JJ had begun to feel tired and old. He might break down, splutter to a halt, or just not start properly in the morning. He'd been sent to the dreary, dirty scrapyard where all the old buses were sent to end their days. And this made him feel useless and unwanted. He prepared himself to stand alone and miserable, gathering dust, broken down for parts, or worst of all, left to rust. The only thing that had happened in the last few weeks had been a visit from some cheeky children who'd come along to play on him. They'd climbed inside and pretended to be bus drivers. They'd been a little bit rough and boisterous as they played, running noisily up and down the stairs. But JJ hadn't minded too much because he was enjoying their adventure too. He was glad of their company and he knew they were just using their imagination. The angry man in the breaker's yard didn't think so and he chased them away with shouts of, too dangerous, it's not safe. Dangerous? JJ thought to himself. Not safe? Why am I not safe? The words had hurt him and sadly JJ had resigned himself, being left alone with only the spiders spinning webs for company. But today was different. He'd watched as three people had arrived at the scrapyard. They'd looked around at the buses in the yard. He was worried that maybe they'd come to take a few of his pieces, to take him apart and break him up. But no, they seemed to be muttering to the man in the yard about taking all of him. What do they want me for? JJ wondered. He listened curiously, trying to understand what was going on. The men were talking about children and play. He wonders if he was in trouble following his boisterous visitors. The conversation sounded interesting and JJ couldn't help but feel a little excited. There was a moment's pause and JJ held his breath, watching as the people talked among themselves, checking through their paperwork. Then, with a shake of a hand, a deal was done. JJ breathed a sigh of relief. I wonder where I'm off to, he thought to himself. I hope it's better than this. One of the men climbed aboard and started the engine. 
It had been a while, so it took a few spluttering attempts before JJ eventually grumbled into action. JJ felt nervous and excited. He had no idea where he was going, but he felt safe in the hands of the driver who steered him carefully out of the scrapyard and onto the busy roads. He made his way hesitantly, his joints creaking a little after being sat still for so long. He could feel his engine warming up and purring loudly, he drove along the dusty roads, taking in the sights and sounds. It had been so long since he'd been taken out for a drive and it was a lovely feeling to be moving again, with the feel of warm diesel racing through his pipes and the breeze through his radiator. He felt alive and excited. This is great, beamed JJ. After some time, JJ eventually came to a shuddering halt. He looked up at the important looking buildings and the huge garage doors in front of him. What is this place? wondered JJ. All was revealed as the doors noisily began to open. Lorries, aeroplanes, this must be an airport. JJ had seen aeroplanes before, but not up close like this. They'd always looked so small when flying over him high in the sky, but here on the ground, they towered over him on their huge wheels with their wings spread out wide. What am I doing here, he thought. He heard a voice of one of the mechanics echo across the hangar. Look, he called, here is our magic bus. Magic bus, wondered JJ curiously. Surely they can't be talking about me. The word magic went through JJ's mind. What's so magic about me? The men were talking about children and play once again, of new houses and school holidays. They said the children would need somewhere safe to play, and that he was going to help out. Here, in the hangar, where the aeroplanes were repaired, he was going to be turned into a play bus, full of all the exciting things to help the children play, a bus full of imagination. He would drive to the children wherever they were. He would light up their lives with colour and happiness. Wow, thought JJ, I like children and I love to play. JJ was so excited. He would be getting a new life and a new purpose. He would not be broken down for scrap. And to JJ, this was the magic part. And so the work began. The first task was to take out all the seats from inside the bus, both upstairs and downstairs. This is strange, thought JJ. Where will the children sit? But this was the exciting part. The children didn't need to sit down. He wouldn't need to drive them around. There were regular buses for that. Their journeys would be filled with play. Their journeys would be in their imagination. The next few weeks saw JJ transformed into a bright, colourful masterpiece. He was cleaned inside and given a new, bright and sparkly coat of paint. Upstairs, they put in a carpet area. Cupboards were built and stuffed full to the brim with exciting new toys for the children to choose to play with. There were toys and games, bricks for building, a train track, a doll's house, lots of soft toys. There were books to read and puzzles to put together. Best of all, there was a little home corner with tea sets and crockery. The cupboards there were full of fancy dress clothes and hats to dress up in. 
everything to make the home cosy and warm. Downstairs, they made an area where children could paint, draw, make models with glue. Here they could do all the messy creative things. There was Play-Doh to squash, roll out and mold. There was even a sandpit too. This looks fun, thought JJ excitedly. Now all they needed was to make his outside just as bright and colourful too. This would attract the attention of the children and get them running to come and explore. Onto the outside, a slide would be fitted where the children could climb up and race down the bonnet of the bus. They'll love this, thought JJ. JJ was painted in bright, bold colours. It had pictures of children with smiling, happy faces. He was especially pleased that they'd painted an aeroplane along both of his sides. With his colourful new coat, JJ raced happily along the road beside the runway. He watched as the aeroplanes roared along, lifting into the sky, and he wondered where they were off to. He would race along the road beside them, but no matter how fast he drove, and no matter how hard he tried to use the speed bumps to help him jump up high and fly, he stayed firmly on the ground. If only they'd fitted me with wings, sighed JJ. Oh well, I suppose with my precious cargo of new toys, I might be safer on the ground. But most importantly, he was given a new name for his new start. Of course, JJ was only his registration number. His name was painted brightly along his sides. Supersonic. I like my new name, thought JJ, and he knew he would fly in the imagination of his many new friends. He might not actually be able to fly, but he knew it would be a great reminder of his airport days and the fun he had chasing the planes along the runway. After many weeks of work, JJ, the supersonic bus, was ready to meet the children. He felt a little bit sad to be leaving the airport, but he was also very excited to be getting a new life and a new start. When he saw all the smiling faces of the children who came out to meet him, he felt proud and happy to be helping out, and he knew what an important job it was. He loved how the children laughed and played, both inside and outside the bus. It made him feel tingly inside. Wherever he went, the children would run excitedly to see their play bus, and they loved him. The children loved to paint, and JJ, the supersonic bus, didn't mind getting a few splashes of paint over him or sand in his crack. The children especially loved the slide. They loved to climb up onto the bonnet of the bus and imagine they were driving. It reminded him of the children in the dirty, dusty scrapyard all those months ago. And with a warm shiver, he felt how lucky he was to have escaped being broken into pieces. Noisily or quietly, it didn't matter which. He was just happy that they were having fun. And so was he. But then, as summer started to come to an end, there was talk of school and the children's numbers began to fall. What's going to happen to me now, he wondered. Will I be sent back to the scrapyard? I hope not. He would be sad, of course, if he had to go back to the scrapyard. But no matter what, this had certainly been a great adventure and he'd made so many new friends. The children had loved him and he'd given them a fun and excited place to play. Most of all, he felt loved 
and wanted again. Then suddenly, a very important message arrived just in time. It was a message from the Queen. He'd been invited to Buckingham Palace where he was going to receive a special award for all of his hard work. Wow, JJ was so surprised. Me, he thought, can this really be true or just a dream? Surely it was he who should say thank you for being rescued and being able to meet so many children. He felt so pleased when he was given his bright sparkly medal. He beamed proudly in the sunlight. What a great honour. The news of the award spread around town and many visitors came to see what all the fuss was about. They wanted to see the now famous JJ the supersonic bus. With the older children back at school, JJ was to be given a new adventure, providing a playgroup for the smaller children. The older children would never forget the fun they had thanks to JJ, nor would he forget them. But for now, it was time for a new adventure to begin. So that was JJ, the supersonic bus by Sue Wickstead. And Sue joins us today. So welcome, Sue. It's great to, great to listen to that story. Thank you. It really is a fabulous story. And this is... It's one of seven books in the series, but you've written 11 in total, haven't you? So you've clearly got a love of buses. Where did it all start? What was the inspiration? Uh, well, when my children were little, they went to a playgroup and their playgroup was on a play bus. Ah. And I got involved on the committee and enjoyed playing on it myself. And I just thought it was so special because it was self-contained. It could move around. And we um, loved playing on it. So my children and I would often go on a Sunday when no one was around and we'd go and play on it and have fun. So you were, you're also a supply teacher. And alongside that, obviously, you also work for children's charity, Blue Bus Playbus. Is that right? It's called the, the original project was the Bewbush Playbus. Bewbush is the place. It was a new district in Crawley and which is West Sussex. And when they, the town planners built the area, they built roads and houses, but they had not got anything else in there. There was no school, there were no shops, uh, there was no church, it was just open fields. And with it being a building site, it was quite a dangerous place for children to play in holidays. And at that time, the queen was celebrating her silver jubilee and she had money to give to charities and the Girl Guides in the southeast area applied for money to set up the play bus in Crawley. And that's where the play bus itself started. Wow. So you really do have a massive connection to buses, don't you? But what you did realise um, was that quite a few children that were listening to your stories had never actually set foot on a bus. So I'm sure that's changed now. Have you heard any stories since you've introduced it, introduced these lovely bus stories? Uh, yes, I've had lots of children sort of tell me their stories or write little stories to me. Most of all, um, 
uh, what I've had is I've had lots of children send me pictures of play buses because a play bus is bright, colourful, different. It's not your ordinary bus yeah. and it has to stand out and it has to look imaginative. So whenever I'm at school, I often get the children to draw me the picture and say what they would like their bus used for because they're not all play. Some are youth buses. Um, there's a rock climbing bus. Um, there's a cave bus. Um, there are parent and toddler groups, the crash buses, they, you name it, whatever you can do in a community centre, you could do on a play bus. And that's what inspired me and struck my imagination. So I got involved in the national charity, which covered lots of other buses, which dealt with disability and other things like this. So I just was inspired. Um, and I wrote the Bubush play bus history book which is, I was asked to sort of put it into a history. Um, and that was already an exhibition. So it just matter of put it into a book. And that's when I went to schools and I'd say to children, I can't read this book to you because it's an information book and it's just full of photographs. But the children were so fascinated that they said to me, tell me about the bus. And so I started telling the story of how our bus was made into a play bus, which is basically the story of JJ. And then after a while, I ended up having it published and I published it myself. Um, and then when I finished it, my daughter said to me, well, that's very good, but JJ was actually not our bus. We had the next version, which was Daisy Daydream. Mm. And my daughter said, why don't you write down about all the other things like if, how Daisy came along? And she said about um, the carnival and the uh, other buses we met and our new bus. So that's where the storybooks came. Um, and then I was reading books in a library in Red Hill, which is a local library. And the librarian said to me, you do realise now that all of your books have to have a bus in them, which was quite difficult when I had a Christmas book. But I did get a bus in there. So they all have every single bus. Every single book has a bus in it. Oh. So considering your love of buses, you hadn't realised that once the children whether in your classes or on these on these fabulous colourful buses, that they'd never actually set foot on a on a normal everyday bus. Have you heard stories since then? Have they been taking the bus since then? Uh, yes, I think there's a lot of single decker buses around. So the double decker buses are inspiring, and I was quite surprised. I think maybe tra children travel by car or they're encouraged to walk to school. There are they don't go great distances and. Um, I would talk to children and ask them about their bus journeys and quite a lot of them had never been on any sort of bus um, so it that was quite interesting. Form of transport doesn't it it's funny isn't it that we just kind of take for granted that you know we, we, we give them lifts everywhere don't we? We do and I think that um, there's something exciting about being on a bus. Yeah for sure for sure yeah. So can you share some other books you have in this series and let us know where we can buy these fabulous books about buses? Well, all of my books are on Amazon and um, they're also on my website. I've got, uh, obviously, JJ then had a couple of other adventures. One involves going to an island, um, but it, it isn't actually JJ that went to an island. It was a book bus in Scotland but they were too busy doing referendums. Um, the book was edited and ready to go. And instead I sent JJ and on the cover 
is a little place in Spain. And I took the book to Spain and read the book in Spain. That's the island. The carnival adventure, JJ, was really based on what my daughter said, how much we loved being in the carnival. And in fact, um, the original bust, or Daisy it is, won the last carnival. Then the book Daisy Daydream is actually based, it's still JJ, but it was repainted and it's the bust that I painted. And I gave her the name Daisy because I actually physically painted all of the daisies all around the bottom of the bus, although oh, I designed. Beautiful, that must be beautiful. And I know there's many, many more in the series. So for our listeners, if they want to check out all your books in the series, how can they get in touch with you and where can we buy these fabulous books? Yes, if you're interested in knowing a bit more, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Sue said author. I've got a website, which is www.suewickstead.co.uk. Um, or you can get through to me on an email, which is stories at suewickstead.co.uk. You can get the books from me, but you can get them from Amazon. If you go to, into any shop, actually, and you know what you're asking for, you can find them there. Oh, well, Sue, it's been great talking to you today. I wish you all the best with your books and we look forward to, hear, look forward to hearing more about JJ. Thank you. Bedtime Stories is sponsored by Team Author UK, independent publishers. If you have a fabulous story to tell, get in touch as they excel at helping writers just like you. Visit their website at www.teamauthoruk.co.uk or on their social media platforms at Team Author UK.